You know, Paco Meco, you are the uh, director in the Ministry of Digital Transformation of Ukraine. Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, this is going to generate a lot of interest with our audience, mainly because you're from Ukraine and everybody is following what's going on in Ukraine very carefully. And you should know that uh, I know that, you know, speaking for the whole world, our hearts and minds go out to you in Ukraine and what's going on there. We feel terribly about it. Um, but what also is amazing is, is that you continue to move forward with your work and your mission, uh, as do, as do many of the Ukrainians in whatever jobs they hold. And, uh, I am curious to first learn, what is it that the ministry of digital transformation does in Ukraine? Uh, what's with their mission? I want to mention that our ministry created uh, three years ago. It's like a young ministry in our, in our country. And we are creating a digital economy and we uh, developed it and create new projects and helps our country to, uh, to move on. And new technologies, artificial intelligence, uh, blockchain technology, CBDCs, uh, visual assets, and uh, to other any projects. Uh, so uh, our ministry has a huge team. Mm -hmm. And we continue to work in Ukraine. We all our team in Ukraine, but somebody in Kiev, somebody in another cities, uh, where it's like um, uh, very hard uh, without electricity. Mm, yeah. So uh, we try to find the places with generators or uh, power banks uh, that uh, helps us to be in touch and uh, continue our work. So electricity is an ongoing problem. We see that yeah. uh, in the news, especially, you know, I'm in the United States and we see a lot of that news coverage where it seems like the power grid gets rebuilt by somebody and then a day later it gets bombed and then it has to be rebuilt. And it just seems like an endless cycle. It must be very difficult. Absolutely, yes, because more than half our critical infrastructure is ruined. Mm -hmm. And we now know electricity more than 20 hours per day all over the country. And after each bond, it's like worse and worse. Mm. So it's it's really hard situation now. I can't imagine those circumstances. It just must be terribly difficult to get any work done. I, I don't think I could actually work knowing having that going on around me. But somehow mm -hmm. uh, it seems like the Ukrainians are just a very, very resilient people and just get about their business. Um, going back to the Ministry of Digital Transformation, what's an example of something, a project that needed some form of transformation where like the old way of doing it was needed to be updated and, and you're going through the, the process of digitally transforming that, pro that, that process right now? The whole work of our ministry is like a new technology. Uh, it's, uh, we help uh, all ministries, uh, all governments uh, in our country to mm -hmm. transform everything in their work. Uh, for example, we have like a CDTO it's, uh, in um, each ministry, which helps to create everything like in digital. Mm -hmm. Not paper. Maybe you heard that our president told that um, our like purpose now paperless in our country. Mm -hmm. So you can use uh, everything just by your phone. You can uh, just uh, have a list at uh, I don't know to hospital and the other. Also, we have an app. For example, it's Dia app. It's like a uh, super new technology would help us uh, not to bring our documents with us, even driving license, passports, uh, uh, mm, vaccinate certificate. Mm -hmm. it, every document we have only in one app. 
we can show, scan QR code, and everywhere it's valid. So that's amazing. So what you're basically doing is uh, the whole country is going paperless. You mentioned one thing that you're doing, which is you're helping the other ministries. You're sort of a consultancy to the other ministries in helping them to uh, digitally transform, to take processes that are based in paper or some other, some other form mm-hmm. and, and move it to complete digital means, but also not just digital, but mobile. It sounds like everything is all about the mobile phone. And, and that is extremely advanced for a country to be doing. I mean, I would argue that the United States and a lot of other uh, advanced nations around the world are way behind. It sounds like you're actually ahead of the curve when it comes to doing these sorts of things. It sounds like there's a mm-hmm. there's actually a mandate from somewhere to get these things done, and, and and that by itself is the thing that's missing in a lot of other countries. Does that mandate come from the top, from like President Zelensky, and it, who 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 came up with this idea to like just get the whole country digitally transformed? Our president, of course. Yes. Okay. The main purpose of uh, before the war and during the war also, we uh, made all our country like digital. Mm-hmm. Every person can do everything by his phone. That's all. That's 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 amazing. Uh, so you're helping with digital transformation. There's a lot of technologies involved in digital transformation, but I'm here with Blockchain Journal, and I'm interested to hear what is it, uh, what is the role that blockchain plays in some of these projects that you're working on. Uh, for example, last year in June, we uh, joined a European Blockchain Partnership, like as observer. And uh, now we're creating, uh, by the way, in September, yeah, we're creating like a working group in our ministry with civil servants, with blockchain technology uh, specialists from international and Ukrainian companies. And now we're creating an entire concept of using blockchain technology in the government, like in registers and other services, which helps us uh, to show uh, people and the government uh, why it's so useful to change centralized uh, technologies mm-hmm. to digitalized technologies. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, is there a specific project that where that idea of moving from a de- from a centralized uh, regime to more of something decentralized is is making a difference? Where's uh, where, where are some examples of that? No, for example, the main purpose of this concept is uh, to show uh, what the differences mm-hmm. that we already used in our registers and what we are what were there. Um, advantages when we will use blockchain technology. Okay, it's easy, it's transparent, it's clear, and it helps us to be uh, like uh, um, transparent for everyone. Oh, so the transparency is a, yes, is, is a really big, especially with government. Government, there's a lot of opportunity for government organizations to be transparent with mm-hmm. the people of their country, and so blockchain. Yes, and we believe and that blockchain will help us to be more transparent. Yeah, uh, well. It's surprising how transparent you have been over the last couple of years. I mean, it, you guys are sharing mm-hmm. everything. It's amazing. And um, and a lot of us are paying very close attention. Uh, CBDC, Central Bank Digital Currencies, mm-hmm. is something that I think you are involved with. So can you tell us a little bit about what Ukraine is doing with CBDCs? Of course, uh, together with National Bank of Ukraine, uh, now we are preparing like a concept of uh, implementing a CBDC in our country. And so like a roadmap in 2024, we will create our own national pilot project. And of course, the National Bank of Ukraine is the main player 
uh, in this yeah. in this role, of course. But our ministry helps with expertise, uh, with uh, uh, even study. We study there, you know, only from the national bank and from the other governments. Uh, what did this? Uh, what did this CBDC and what this technology uh, can uh, can can do for us? Mm-hmm. So uh, together, we uh, I hope and I believe in it that uh, we will create like a big and huge concept and uh, create a good pilot project will help us to integrate CBDC in our in our country. So you'll have a digital version of your fiat currency, of the country's fiat currency. And we are working on yeah. to create like just a concept. We have now like a digital currency mm-hmm. now because uh, we just uh, prepare the uh, technical equipment and that's all that will help us to create a pilot project. Okay. Do you think um, that the pilot project will be based on blockchain or will it be some other digital currency technology? Uh, well, we discuss on it, so it's mm. so we don't know yet. Undecided. Yeah, so we didn't decide, we didn't decide yet. Yeah. But uh, I hope so that yes. Okay. Uh, a lot of the CBDC discussion um, gets to whether or not it would be on a public blockchain or a private one. I think a lot of national banks have a lot of they're not comfortable putting something like that on a public blockchain. Of course. Is that where your mind is at? Are you thinking more of a privately permissioned blockchain? We have not decided yet, really. We just discuss it just because it's it. like um, it's like difficult to use. Yeah. Um, for example, there a private, okay, it's, it's, uh, like a, it's like okay for a bank. It's like a private, yes, blockchain. blockchain. But uh, if it's public, we just discuss Yes. Well, 2024 is right around the corner. We're already in 2023. Yeah. And uh, it's going, um, uh, there are plenty of other countries that are behind on that schedule too. So you guys are really moving quickly, especially given all of the stress you're under from a war. I mean, it's just amazing to see that how you move forward. Um, I heard you mentioning uh, to another person here uh, uh, how it is you got from Kiev, you're in Kiev, is that right? Yeah. How how you got from Kiev to to Davos? This will be interesting, to people, because we often wonder how you get around, how you get out of, in and out of the country safely. So how, how did you get here? Mm, if you can uh, share that, it's a really long trip. Uh, I drive by my car to Austria to Vienna, and then I had flight to Zurich and <laughs> I have five trains to get yes, here. Yes, <laughs> yeah. yeah, so it's uh, like a long trip and uh, it's take, it took a long time to cross the border because it, it's, it's not so big here, but it takes uh, more than two or three hours to stand by the, by the border area. Is so, it a safe journey? Yes, it's safe. It's much safer than at the beginning of the war. <laughs> well, we have a picture in our mind of just everywhere, like... I, I would say um, I, have, I have an image in my mind of 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 various parts of Ukraine just being randomly bombed, and so it seems to me like anybody at any time. Uh, we continue to drive when it's alarm. It's uh, mm-hmm. it's it's really dangerous. And thanks God everything is fine. We we are going because we have a purpose to get here. Yes. So it's our main purpose. We should come here. So and talk about it and talk about Ukraine and talk uh, tell about the whole situation in Ukraine. So we are going. So we have no choice. How do you have the presence of mind to just continue with your work with all of this going on around you? Meditation. Meditation. Just meditation helps me. <laughs> Well, I think meditation can help a lot of people. It's a truth, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, we pray for your safety 
and uh, we'll certainly be keeping an eye on uh, how the Ministry of Digital Transformation <laughs> continues with its mission. Uh, it seems very exciting and it seems like you're moving very quickly. So uh, Yuli, Yulia Palomenko, thank you very much for joining us here on Blockchain Journal. Thank you for the invitation. Thank you so much. Have a great uh, rest of the week here at Dallas. Thank you. <laughs> I'm excited about it. <laughs>